0: On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everybody, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast and we are still continuing with our having the boys on our series Um, it's been pretty amazing. We've had some really incredible chats. And so today we have uh Bill Sheltima and he's we just connected through Facebook. His I've been reading a lot of your posts lately and they are like I've seen over and over again people commenting you you write straight to my heart and it always touches me super deep inside and all these beautiful things. And that's the truth. And I think once I discovered you, I I spent a lot of time reading um, your posts and holy cow does it ever resonate? And it's, Mm. it's like the first time in a, maybe not ever, but first time in a, in a bit where I've seen posts that, um, a woman can relate to Mm. where a man's understanding it. So Mm. tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about, you know, what you're doing. Um, I know you're an author and coach, I'm assuming as well. So talk a little bit about what you do and, and then we'll get into it.
1: Sure. I am a relationship coach and author i written a book called Words, Women, Love, which speaks to what you're feeling with the post I, I put in Facebook. Uh, because the book is really there. It's there to help men, but women really resonate with it. And that is part of what I do with my coaching is helping men learn how to express themselves in a sincere and heart-centered place. Um, I also help men wake up. That's the real big part of what I do for men is begin to w- that journey of waking up. And I help women find, regain their honor, um, their self-worth, learning how to set really clear boundaries as, re- as they relate to relationships and I help women really begin to understand what, why men are, are the way they are, why they do some of the things they do, why they think the way they think. And so that's you know pretty much what I do.
0: So thank you for that. Um, and I was yeah. reading, so I, I always like to get the sort of origin story because let's be honest, you, men don't generally come out this way. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> there's a few steps before. Yeah. Um, but you were you were married and you were separated, I, I think I read. And um, so tell us a little bit maybe, there's a couple of things I want to dig into, but maybe tell sure. tell the listeners how you came to understand that this was not what you... This current version of you, how you got to this current version of you, and what you were like maybe beforehand when you woke yeah. up. When you woke up, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, my marriage ended about six years ago, um, and it was it became very dead, and there was mm. just a lot of unhappiness on both sides, both contributing, of course. Um, and it just came came to that place. I know that you did a post today about you know about the ending of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I spoke on, I think was to that when I commented on that, because I do know that I wasn't awake at the time. Mm. I was a spiritual person, but I don't think I had a full awakening, a real full understanding of who I was as a man. And, and so when the marriage ended, I had to make some really big decisions, or I chose to make big uh, decisions. And they were The biggest one was what kind of man do I want to be? Like who, not so much who am I, but what kind of man do I want to be? And am I ready to take that journey to become that man if I'm not? If I don't see myself that way now, then how do I get there? And am am I ready to take that journey? And I also said to myself that I don't care how messy or hard it gets. I want to know the truth. And I want to have, I want to understand not only myself, I want to understand women in a much deeper way and relationships so that when I do meet somebody, I can be the absolute best man I can possibly be at that stage of my journey. So that's how that began.
0: Wow. And that, so the thing that I find so interesting is like some, some men seem to understand and, and it's intuitive, right? They kind of say, oh I'm not the man that I want to be. What about the people or the men who are are still really oblivious to that fact? Because there's, you know, the, a, a large percentage of men are still blaming the woman and the woman is blaming the man. That's just what we do. Do you have any, are there any sort of triggers or anything that you maybe could, that you picked up on Well, before you started your transformation that you could say to a, a man, <clears throat> excuse me, who is like going through it now where he might say, oh, that's a bit of a red flag. Maybe I need to look at that.
1: Um, when I, for myself, I was really questioning, my heart was going, was hardening mm. and I, I was questioning why is this happening and why am I not doing anything about it, which scared mm. me. I thought, you know, typically I would want to try and fix it, but we'd already gone to counseling a couple of times, didn't help. And it just got to that point that it's like, you know, I, I find that I don't care right now because I can't see any way to fix this or any way to resolve the issues that were there. And there are some really deep issues. <clears throat> and I also, because of the divorce, I was raised in a way that divorce is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at that whole 23 year period of my life going, what the hell happened? Like what decisions were, were was I making that got me to this point that now I'm questioning everything. And I think that for a lot of men, they have to go through severe pain before mm. they wake up and go, I got to, I got to do something. Something is, I, I'm not happy with this. This is not good. What do I need to do? And so some men need to be broken in that mm. way through our life crisis before they even wake up because for a woman to talk to him, he's not going to listen or he would have listened by now. Right. And to hear it from another man could possibly help, but until it actually happens in a deep deeper place within himself where he really feels it and then he begins that journey from his own desire and, and will to make that those changes it won't happen otherwise really because there are enough self help books out there there are enough right. therapists or you know men like tony robbins and other men that speak on things like that but men still aren't flocking to change so obviously there's something else that needs to take place and mm-hmm. i believe it's they have to be their ego needs to be completely obliterated and crushed through a life experience where they they have nowhere to turn and they have to be real and honest with themselves for once in their life
0: that's heavy cuz that that's an <laughs> uncomfortable like even for me it's uncomfortable to have to uh, to do that and i think you know there's a lot of especially young men right now who there's it's kind of there's a bit of a Influx. There's the older generation, like the, and I say older, but like in their 40s and up, who've been raised mostly by, I would say, wounded or toxic masculine men who have taught them crying is bad, crying is weak, vulnerability is weak, all those type of things. And then our, this generation is, we're hopefully, it seems like we're raising sons differently than. Than they were raised, and that's encouraging. Mm. But what do you think is at the core of it? Like when you see a man who's, let's say, in his 40s or 50s, is it just fear of changing or – because I feel like men, when you if they've heard it somewhere, that there a change needs to happen, is it just simply fear? Or like you're saying, like their ego just needs to have a shit kicking before they really wake up?
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff in the way for them to really even see it. And fear is a part of it because we fear what we don't understand. Right. Um, and it's uncomfortable to go there. So we just don't go there. Mm. Um, but also you talked about boys being raised by men that weren't complete men themselves. So I can include myself in that. And many men we didn't receive, I call them the four pillars of greatness. That's love, empathy, encouragement, and patience we didn't receive those from our fathers because they didn't receive them from their fathers so we have a lot of fathers that are very impatient with their sons they don't know how to show empathy when the boys hurting they don't know right. how to show love in a in a healthy powerful way you know man to son or man to man, male to male and encouragement how to encourage and so a lot of boys were left with nothing hmm. and they replace it with bravado you know becoming alpha becoming stronger in the way they thought they had to be strong outwardly, where inwardly they're totally wrecked and hurting and they don't understand why they don't have the emotional intelligence to articulate what they're feeling. They don't understand what they're feeling. And one of the things that I'm always saying is that how can a man be himself if he doesn't know who he is? And if he doesn't know who he is, who is he being like, who is he really then? Because if he hasn't learned who he is, by doing the journey and actually digging into himself and beginning to understand why do I feel this way? Why do I have these triggers? Where are they coming from? Who do getting back to the kind of man that I want to be? Who do I even want to be? And so if they aren't asking these questions, then they're kind of, and they're just a ghost of who they could be.
0: Yeah. And I think, so when you, when you talk about love, empathy, encouragement and patience, like, so three of those out of the four and encouragement, I would say one, but those are, you know, some of the things that I talk about on the show through my content is, and that's mm-hmm. the feminine energy. That's the, and, and it's interesting because it's almost like, you know, I wish we could all have a blow horn and just start walking around and saying vulnerability is sexy guys. Like, believe me, because it is, it's like, and where where it ends up being this beautiful thing is when I can unpack what I need to unpack with you Mm -hmm. in a way that because if you're a vulnerable man or you understand vulnerability, then your reception of that unpacking is way different Mm -hmm. than a man who doesn't understand vulnerability or how to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, And then our relationship can be stronger for it. If I'm just, venting or talking or whatever and the man doesn't understand vulnerability then all of a sudden they're trying to fix it they're not just sitting in it so talk a bit about that obsession of men to fix things and we do talk about that quite a bit and i understand it but i'd love for it to hear your take on when a man who maybe hasn't gone through the journey yet of finding himself
1: mm-hmm. hears
0: a woman talking their immediate response is to blah 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 fix 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 and we're like holy yeah. shit stop talking just hold space well, for me but
1: yeah. yeah we're raised that way
0: mhm
1: to fix that becomes our mode of operation for the most part to fix things to get things done to to create to build and when there's a problem problem solve and so mm-hmm. it's ingrained in us as young boys with their fathers because their fathers were doing the same thing so that's the example we were shown and that's kind of how we become that way and I do talk about, I do help men understand holding space. I don't know if you've seen any of my videos about holding space.
0: Um, I, I think I did see, I've, I've read some posts about it, which again, I was like, oh, exactly. You're in my head. Get out of my head, Bill. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah I have a way of doing that, don't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's really a lot of what it is. Men just have no clue how to hold space for a woman when a woman is going through her stuff and, and trying to, you know, express her vulnerability her emoting and expression and he's trying to problem solve he already begins in his mind before he even speaks how to yeah. problem solve this this woman that's in front of him he doesn't know how to just sit and remain quiet and just allow her to be because that in a way he he feels that it's taking away his power his it's a weakness in a sense mm. because i can't I want to fix and then you don't want me to fix. Well, what am I supposed to do then? They don't know what to do with it. Um, But if they really understood that whole concept and the whole idea of holding space for a woman, if they really understood what that does for the woman and in return for him, they would be much more willing to learn how to do it and be there in a more present way. And that's the other thing. Men have a hard time being present in a the relationship. They're very present in themselves, in their own day, in their own daily routine. Really hard to break out of that and be there present for a woman in their life.
0: So two questions then. So um, let's let's actually just, I'll, I'll ask you that one before we slip past it. But what does it mean for, I, I understand what it means for a woman to be present. We know how to be present for each other as women, for sure. So if you, if, what do you tell your clients or, or people that you talk to, this is what being present looks like, or this is, cause I know holding space is a big term right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe explain exactly what you mean to somebody again, you know, very new to it, doesn't understand the concepts. What would you say to somebody that you're coaching brand new about holding space and about being present?
1: Um, Holding space and being present is really something you're giving and doing for somebody else. Um, It's complete acceptance of the person. And it's it's laying down your agenda, your motives in that moment and setting those aside and holding up the other person so that that person can uh, work through whatever it is they're working through. And being present would be—it's really having focus. It's really your heart and mind is on that person, really.
0: Yeah, and I think like one of our biggest, I would say, challenges in this day and age is the phone, right? So, and that's huge. Like we, my husband and I get into riffs about that all the time. He's he thinks he can continue to scroll when I'm like, hello, I just need your focus. Like, look me in my eyes when I'm talking. And then, then I can, then I feel like we're here together. Otherwise I, Mm -hmm. you know, I know he's distracted, whatever. And I, and I know like, it's hard for guys. It really is. Like, I understand that it's difficult, but that's, you know, that's part of what, what I want to talk about in terms of masculinity and women, because this is why I started the podcast. We started it, or I started it. Because, as a female business owner, there's a lot of masculine energy in us. It has to be there to get shit done and to move the needle and do all the things we need to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're showing up that way in our personal lives yeah. so do you- I mean I'm sure you see a lot of it, but especially because I find that a lot of women seek out coaching more often than men
1: mm, that's for sure
0: and so do you see? A woman, you know, are they coming through the door and you're like, whoa, this, this woman's super in her masculine. Um, what, yeah, like tell, tell me a bit about what you see out in the world in this, okay. in this area.
1: Before I do, I will add to the whole thing about holding space and presence As I tell men, put the phone away, turn it off, put it away. Shut up and don't say anything. This is not about you at all. And to be very clear on that, Um, most to be honest, I don't have too many women that come through as far as the masculine. I have an awful lot of women coming in that want to have a clearer understanding of their, you might find this odd, their sexuality. Um, uh, Most of them don't have an issue with their masculine. They kind of have an idea. They get it. Because they've already, a lot of them have already done a lot of work on themselves. Okay, but they do seek to hear from a, a man. They want to hear from a man, an awakened man, to get a sense of what he, what I might see going on in them. Because we're all, we're all in coaching. We're all seeking clarity so that when we make mm. decisions, we know they're the right decisions. Right.
0: Right. So what are some of the things that you see then if a woman's coming to, like you, you do, I think I read that you, you had clients that had actually discovered a different sexuality or preference. Um, maybe it wasn't, I thought it was you, but it, so talk a little about like, how. so they're coming to you and they're unclear about what they want, whether they're, you know, straight, gay or that type of thing, or is it awakening uh, their sexuality within the relationship? Talk a bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's about the awakening. It's about that journey of um, allowing that sexuality to be expressed in a relationship. Um, And what I will say to the masculine is I think a few of them that I've I've coached recently want less of the masculine sexuality expressed. They want Mm -hmm. more of the feminine, and they want to make that shift so they are more divine feminine expressed through their sexuality okay and so they're, they're a little, there's a bit of confusion they want to they they want to understand how to do that and i basically tell them the beautiful thing is because we have male and feminine energy within all each of us do and once you begin to understand the two and how they work together and how they flow you can bring one forward as you feel that at that, that desire So sometimes it may be more masculine and other times it'll be more feminine. Um, And so that's more or less where I help women. Some of it is with, he is not interested in having sex. What do I do? What am I supposed to do? He just doesn't want to, or he's, he has porn addiction or Mm -hmm. um, he wants to have, uh, you know, threesomes or he wants, he just out there, right. The fantasies kind of thing. And I don't know what to do because I feel I'm being neglected. I'm being overlooked. I'm, I'm not the number, I'm not the woman in his life, but like we mm-hmm. were at the beginning. And so I help women kind of work through those types of issues.
0: So what are some of the reasons that happens? Cause that's very common too. I mean, that's, you know, and I would, I would have thought that, I mean, obviously, maybe not obviously, but maybe his needs aren't being met and her needs aren't being met, et cetera. But what, do you, what would you say to a client or a woman that came to you and said, he just doesn't want to sleep with me at all. He's mm-hmm. doing this, that, and the other, but the bottom line is we're not having sex anymore. What's, what's the answer? I know there's probably a million, but give me sort of like the most common thing that you would equate that to.
1: Well, I would, I would talk about what could be likely happening with him so she has a, a, a bit of an understanding. And doesn't take everything upon herself. Because a lot of women will think it's me. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And then they start to blame themselves and judge themselves when really it isn't them. The problem with men is if they don't know who they are, they can't bring to the table what they don't have. They can't bring to the bedroom what they don't have. And that's what happens with men. And so men think, I need variety. Therefore, I'm not feeling the variety and excitement with my wife. I I need another hit. And so Mm -hmm. they turn the pornography thinking that's it, or another woman, or they engage in conversations that they shouldn't be with other women, thinking that's what they need. When an awakened man knows that if he begins to feel that way, he just needs to dig deeper in himself. And then the two of them can dig deeper together in their intimacy and their connection and their bonding. And because there are so many, men don't understand how many, I, I could say how many different women are within a woman, but the different expressions a woman has, not only sexually, but just in all areas of her life, right? Creatively um, as, as just a woman and men have never taken the time, or a lot of men haven't taken the time to tap into that, to realize I have, I have all the women that I need in this one woman.
0: Yeah. we're a lot.
1: Yeah. And they don't understand. They think that they, they forget that, that raging emotion a woman has, is actually a good thing because when that's in the bedroom, that's what he's seeking. He doesn't realize that it's that's all the same energy. It's all energy coming from her, right? And it can be directed. It could be it can be nurtured, and that's part of the holding space. Because when he can do that for her while holding space, then he will get the things that he's seeking and desiring from the woman. But he hasn't. A lot of men haven't made that connection. They haven't realized. Okay, if I'm this way and I'm doing and I'm sincerely holding space and doing this then this is what i'll get out of it they, they don't think far enough you know right. they get too frustrated they get triggered and they don't and because they again they don't understand and a lot of it comes right back to themselves they just don't know who they are and they think they don't think that they are complete enough and so they seek it elsewhere when they have everything they need is within themselves right they just need to do the journey
0: so I'm writing all these questions while you're talking because there's more <laughs> and more coming up.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I said a lot there.
0: So do you think that you both need to be, like both need to be interested in the journey or do you think a woman can go through the journey with you, let's say in higher coach and do events and reading and all the growth that she's doing, but the man do nothing in that area in terms of personal development? Do you think there's... A chance for that to happen or to to work itself out or because often you'll see and just friends that I have and all all that sort of thing they'll go to the events or they'll read the books they'll do the coaching but the husband's like I'm not getting into any of that stuff I'm not into it and so she's growing she's doing all the stuff Mm. and he's just kind of like man uh, that's nonsense what how do you handle that how does does that ever work out or I know we'll say if you become the change, eventually they start to lean into it with you, but some just don't. So what kind of, what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that?
1: It, yeah. If you have one that's growing and raising, I mean, we know that as you raise your, your vibration, the people mm. that you are with, they start to fall away. They start to become a wider divide, the greater divide keeps increasing. So the chances of that get harder because as she's developing and growing, her boundaries are going to become more clear what she puts allows in her life, what she doesn't allow in her life, what works for her and what doesn't work for her. And so it's going to create tension if he's not interested, but it's very selfish because it's like, then she has to do everything based on his needs and never her needs. All like it ends up being always, because then what the only time they're going to actually do things together is stuff that he agrees on. It'll never be on, on, on in her favor so it's, it's majorly unbalanced in every area and so i mean whether it works whether he realizes he's losing her and then he wakes up is that the right motive to change to keep somebody really do you think
0: could be the ego dropping its <laughs> egoness maybe sometimes that could be
1: Yeah. And if he meets the right kind of people that could speak the right knowledge and truth to him, then he could definitely, you know, get moving on that. Um, But you should never change for a person or change to keep a person. That's not that's not the right motive. It has to be something deeper has to be born within. It really does. Um, Because for myself, I wasn't changing to to try to keep the marriage. I knew that was over. It was like, who am I going to be? Who, what Mm -hmm. kind of man am I wanting to be? That's really what I, that's when a man really is going to start to do the changes and go through that process and that journey. Um, and so, yeah, to, to answer the question, I don't, I've never seen it work sadly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is too bad. Um, and it's hard, I think too, for women, because we're such nurturers, we want we're always mm-hmm. like, "This is really good. Why can't you just like trust me? This is yeah. going to change us. It's so amazing." And you know, some guys yeah. are like, "No, I don't know." Yeah. Um. So, if you if you if I was to ask you what the number one thing that you see couples, let's say, struggling over when it comes to masculine feminine energy, I mean, I I know that one of the biggest things is they don't they're not actually aware of these energies within themselves, and they just mm-hmm. think whatever. And I always say it's the head and the <laughs> heart. Um, if there was a a kind of maybe the top two or three things that you see couples breaking up over without you know, I mean money, all that sort of thing, but like when it comes to masculine, feminine, what might what would you say is one of the things that you see most often as a complaint of couples?
1: Mm. Resistance. Yeah. I think it's a big one. We we push back, we resist the change, we resist anything that we don't understand. Because uh, it, it's scary, it's unknown territory, it's very unfamiliar. And so we resist it, we, we shut down to it, we shut off to it. You know, it's a it's a fervent no, definitely not. We're not doing that, or we're not going there, or I'm not getting involved with that. It's resistance. And it can, and even in the, um, a man has strong self-will, so when he feels an emotion coming, he'll be very, very, capable of pushing that down going absolutely not i'm not going there with this emotion i'm a man and the way he go, that's just the way it is they shut themselves men are really good at shutting themselves down to we are
0: too i think too we become a lot better at that which is yeah. part of the problem right yeah. like when we're in our head or a masculine mm. we definitely i've done it probably three times today you know <laughs> i've been like there's yeah. moments where i want to let something out and i'm like no I've got a blog to write. I've got shit to do. I don't have time for this, but, Mm -hmm. um, I've seen a lot of women who are, but again, they're in their masculine. They're able to, to put that their mind to work and not the heart.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: but it comes out eventually. Does it not? I mean, in some way it's coming out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It it will.
0: Yeah. You know? So what's one of the, your favorite things about coaching, your coaching life and What's mm. one of your least favorite things about your coaching life?
1: Favorite thing? Um, I just love it when when the client has like an aha or a breakthrough. Um, I had that with Ken. I don't know if you saw the video from Ken. Uh, I no, that. I have. I have seen it on your wall, but I did not watch it yet. That's, that was a 20-minute initial consult.
0: Actually, sorry, I did see that, and he was so jacked about it. He was so jacked about it. Yes, I did see that.
1: That I, I didn't. I didn't really do a lot. I just I just observed and I spoke spoke into his life a couple things, and it blew his mind. That kind of thing is just. I get so stoked over that. And then when I see people that are, I won't say that they're. Some of them are clients. Some of them aren't. That share my posts. That comment. Um, that really supports what I'm doing and really validate. I mean, we all love validation. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need it because I know I'm good at what I do, but it is nice to know that you're seen. We'd like to be mm-hmm. seen, accepted. <clears throat> so yeah, when when a, a client says, I, oh my God, I can't believe what you're saying. I had that this week. No, last week I had a, a coaching and I, I presented some ideas to her regarding her sexuality and they were abstract and very out there. And she was, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I've never thought of that, that that I can see that helping me shift. She wanted to shift. And, um, it, sometimes I love it because I love it because I have, I believe I have a gift of a deeper insight or understanding of women. I'm not sure where that came or how I got that, but, Obviously my writing speaks to that because mm-hmm. you have mentioned it and I love that I have that ability and that I can speak something that helps. I think that's amazing. That's what I love about, about my coaching. It's really serving and helping and, and yep. seeing people become freer or, or having that deeper clarity go, I know what I need to do now. This is amazing because I don't ever tell my co- clients what to do. That's not my goal. I'm just there to present, -hmm. You know, thoughts and and ways to look at things from a different perspective. You know, show them their blind spots. I ask them hard questions that really trigger them to think deeper, and then but they love it. Mm -hmm. They absolutely love it.
0: I my I tell my I have an incredible coach, and um, she, yeah, like she sees things, and she she always (coughs) says, "You're Kara, you're so." She's got a very beautiful Polish accent. It's really cute, but she's always like, "Kara, you're advanced." You know, you're so advanced and that, 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 Cause I've been doing a lot of the work, but every time she catches a blind spot and I was like, shit, I know that was there. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. But it, it's good. I mean, and, and once you start working through the subconscious work um, I was telling my daughter yesterday that, you know, once it's conscious is when you start to speak it. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you start to speak differently about your relationship, about your feminine d- divine, all of those things, you know that it's coming from back to the front now. Yeah. And that's where really huge shifts can happen, but it is uncomfortable. I grew up in a as a very masculine energy woman because yeah. I came from trauma, and if I wasn't in charge and I wasn't delegating and doing all the things that the masculine can do, wounded masculine, mm-hmm. then yeah. there were trouble. There was problems, and so I learned at 10 years old, this is what I have to be, and then I grew up that way, mm-hmm. and now I'm 44, and it was only until last year where I was like, ugh this is gross. <laughs> this doesn't feel good. Yeah. But I didn't know what I didn't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. I just
0: assumed this was the way I needed to be. And then here's what I think is interesting that happens. It Like when you're talking about for a man where he just needs to, his ego needs to be obliterated before he sees time to change. I think it's that way for us too, because, and it shows up in exhaustion. Mm. Total. I have four daughters three of them mm. are adults two of them are entrepreneurs the th- the little one wants to be one too. i i'm and it's it, it so i'm busy i have two companies <laughs> so a podcast but it shows up as exhaustion that you feel like no one's helping you but then you need to dig deep and see that you don't let anybody help you and mm. that's that's an uncomfortable conversation to have with yourself because you can sort of piss and moan all the time about how how come he doesn't help me? How come nobody does this? How come, how come, how? Well, you've got a perimeter around you that's so thick. Mm-hmm. No one's getting in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the wounded masculine. And so it's not until you start to like dig and yeah. figure out, oh, I'm actually not letting anybody help me. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> there might be people who are trying. Um, mm-hmm. So l- last question for you. Um, so baby, make it a good one. <laughs> um but what are some of the ways that you can help a woman shift like maybe three things that you might say to somebody you know who you who you really want them to honor that divine feminine in them what are some of the ways that you would little tactics maybe that you tell them to do on a daily basis or any kind of rituals or anything like that Mm -hmm. that might help a woman shift from masculine to feminine
1: well a couple of women that i coached i did this with them um i because they both wanted to they had a grilled strong desire to be more feminine and so i so i told both of them as the masculine side of yourself you're you're like the joan of arc and you need to shift and see yourself as the queen mm. um, but they had thought that they would lose power by doing right. that shift but i i expressed to them that the queen still demands reverence she still demands respect and honor by the people around her and she can be powerful and strong and yet still be very feminine and beautiful and and i even went to the point of begin to change your wardrobe even and the one woman she grew up in a military background she was wearing very militant or not militant very military type you know, pantsuits and things like that, very more masculine. I said, that will start to reinforce
2: Mm.
1: how you can begin to see yourself. And I wrote her a life script that she could say to herself as well to help her begin to speak that and to hear herself saying that, because I do tell my clients that, you know, we do a script, they would record it to themselves, they would record it and they would be able to play it back. So they hear their voice saying it to themselves It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And to say, you know, I'm my time as Joan of Arc has come to a close and I'm now stepping into my queen, my queenship. And this is who I am. I still demand respect. I see power in my femininity and I don't have to see that as a weakness. It's just as powerful. It just comes in a different form now. Right. That's one of the things that I do, I have done. Um, Another woman I helped, um, this gets a little more intimate now, um, struggling with masculine sexual energy, wanted to be in more of a feminine masculine or feminine sexual energy. So my advice to her was that when you are self-pleasuring to be very aware of whether you're feeling your masculine or feminine side and to allow the feminine side to rise during that time to become more acquainted with it and to receive it and accept it and let that flow and to not push it away. um, And to really um, allow that to work through her. And she thought that was amazing. Um, So that would, that was another one. Um,
0: So how, let me just ask ask you there for a second though. How would she know, how would a woman or how would I know if I'm, In my masculine energy, listen. I told you we're going to talk about everything. (laughs) But I like I sort of like as I'm thinking, I'm I'm sort of thinking I could I could feel my way around that pun intended, haha. But Mm -hmm. really, what how would how would a woman know if she was in her divine feminine during self pleasure versus more of a masculine energy? Like, what would the difference be?
1: The energy during that during the time that she's doing that that's all pleasuring. Um what kind of emotions she's having. Okay. Um and what kind of visuals that might be going along with that as well. And also how how the touch is happening, what kind of touch is taking place. Right. And softer and gentler or more aggressive, let's say um so I think those Um, that can be a very, it can be very healing, but also really allow a woman to really become more in touch with her feminine side, because that would be more of the slower, softer touching. Right. And and where usually, you know, the masculine, it's more like aggressive and more quickly, more. Yeah. It's like, get it, get it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where this is more of a, and it's, it's an honoring, it's a very honoring and deeper Emotion. I'm going to gather. I, w- I would say, for a woman, I'm not yep. a woman, though. But um, no, it
0: is. And when you when you explain it, I it now and then that's part of why I asked you to explain it because <laughs> women might be like, "What is he talking about?" Matt? Like what? <laughs> but yeah. it's there's like, th- I think the difference is, and you know this. I, I'll say it how I'm going to say it, but knocking one out, yeah, where you're just like. Mm-hmm. get in there get out i just need to have an orgasm call it a day yeah. versus lock your door for an hour and a half got mm-hmm. some candles lit and this is like an an experience versus just something i need to do mm-hmm. yeah, so i think really that good... might that's sort of that, how definitely... i would view it
1: yeah exactly exactly because that's you think of a a, a feminine woman i mean that's she would be all over that mm-hmm. candles background music you know everything the mood and and all the all the senses are activated. You have you know aroma therapy happening, and 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 the whole the whole intention is to honor and to have a spiritual experience, really, right? right. It, and to really go deep into yourself and to become more acquainted with yourself. And that's and women are that's women right there. Yep, feminine. And so when you know you're feeling that, then you know you're in your feminine.
0: Um. I do a breath works and it's, I don't do the Wim Hof method, but I do a version of it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. The more in touch I get with my divine feminine, the more different that, that breath work experience. And it's about an hour and 45 minute session where Mm -hmm. the tribal music starts really high up. And then you're on this journey. And I'm not even kidding. I've twice now had like an internal orgasm without touching myself at all, like by simply breathing. And then, the it's a part where it's very um it it the music softens and it's like my images are just being a queen in this tribal Mm -hmm. sort of setting and it's Mm -hmm. like it's something happens every time and it's like it's that's a that's what that's what being in your feminine means like just unleashing in that way and it doesn't Mm -hmm. you know doesn't literally hands are beside me and I'm like (laughs) first time I was like wait I like <laughs> breath work. This is awesome. And then mm. I was like, this won't happen again. And sure enough, it did. And I was like, okay, every <laughs> Sunday morning I'm gonna be doing breath work. But it is, it's beautiful. It's like, but that that requires really honest, deep digging into admitting that we're not in our feminine yet. And mm-hmm. And being comfortable because it's if you've been trained or um, conditioned to be in your masculine as a woman, it's mm-hmm. equally uncomfortable for us to go into our divine and to our vulnerability and all that stuff. Like it's oh. it's disgusting sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you know, you just like ugh. And so I I empathize with the boys for sure with the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So any, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? And and I would love to know um, let people know where they can find you if they want to get in touch with you as well.
1: Um. What else would I like to share? Um. Well, so something else I tell women, I I didn't cover a a couple more, but I'll just say that that I tell women that um, to be really clear on the kind of relationship they want, the kind of man they want in their life, if they're seeking a relationship and to know what their, what their boundaries are and to honor their boundaries, because when a woman and man, of course, too, but when a woman doesn't honor her boundaries, she's betraying herself and that can be Mm. traumatic um, and the other thing is to give yourself permission, um, and, and, whatever that looks like that to give yourself permission, because so many women have had that taken away from them. You know, they've been in relationships where the man dictates her existence, how she should be, um, taking away her identity and, you know, and she's stuck with, you know, a shell of a person. And so I tell women, you know, give yourself permission to say no, give yourself permission to stand up and to speak your heart. And because there's nothing wrong with that, you've not done anything wrong and you're just as important and valuable as anybody else in a relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very true. It's beautiful. And I think women are starting to, in in many areas of existence right now, right? We're not, Mm -hmm. we're not tolerating what we once tolerated. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's important to, to, to demand if, if you want um, a certain level in your relationship, it's okay to demand that too, right? It's okay to have a standard and say, maybe this standard isn't where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes back to valuing who you are and valuing yourself. So where can people find you? I know you're all over Facebook, but give everybody your handles and all that fun stuff. Sure.
1: Um, my website is www.yourlovelifecoach.ca. All one word, your love life coach.ca, not com but ca. And you will find my Facebook links, my Instagram and YouTube links there. And obviously my Facebook is where I'm most active because I'm posting daily and I'm doing daily, mostly nightly lives as often mm-hmm. as I can. And that's where I do a lot of it. And a lot of it I'll export it out to Instagram or to YouTube. And but you know, my home base is really through Facebook. And then I have my website, my, I think it's at, at Bill Sheltima is the um, handle for the web or for Facebook.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, uh, his posts are like several mm. mic drop moments through, through each of them. Mm. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. It's really beautiful how the way that you write and the way that you, the way that you see women, really. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's how I think mm. women are, are going, oh my gosh, this guy gets it. And so, guys, pay attention. Yeah. Bill gets it, yeah. so maybe I you want to learn some stuff there.
1: I know. I tell him that all the time. He said, "Just look at the reaction to my post from women, and then you'll right. to see the correlation of the importance of why uh, why I'm saying the things I'm saying and how I'm saying them." Right. Um, they can also also I forgot to mention my book "Words Women, Love" can is available on Amazon. Okay. And there are links on my fa- on my website, links directly to that too. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: thank you so much for taking time with me today. really appreciate it. And uh, I love your perspective on everything. So um, uh, it was a real you. treat. And yeah, uh, we'll talk great. soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Have a wonderful time.
0: So All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.